Welcome to the Your Space podcast, a space for you. This is where we are going to get real, we're going to get honest, we're going to explore how do we create consciousness in our lives, how do we be who we want to be and still live in the normal world, and how do we really honestly face ourselves vulnerably. I'm Bettina and I am here to guide you through this process and I'm really excited for what we're going to create in this podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Really excited to have you here today. I want to talk a little bit about um, becoming your own guru. Now, I know this is going to seem really odd because I'm doing a podcast and I'm talking to myself uh, effectively until somebody tells me they're listening. So I'm potentially putting myself out there right now as someone worth listening to, which, mm, you know, may be potentially (laughs) categorised as someone who's putting herself out there as some sort of guru. And I want to really, first I want to quash that idea. Let's just deal with that. I I never want to be seen that way. Um, I come to you today, like every day, as someone who is on a journey and messing it up as many times as getting it right and accepting that that's all okay. So I want to talk a little bit about that sense of finding that guru in you because I know that everyone has wisdom, everyone. There is not a person who who doesn't have inner wisdom. And what I mean by that is that you get you better than anyone else. Even those people really close to you, you get you better than anyone. And that's your job, is getting yourself, understanding yourself, knowing yourself better than anyone else in the world. So if we look at that What does that mean when we consume information? I think it's really important that when we are searching for information about, you know, consciousness, awareness, life, how to do life, I think it's important that we keep a really open mind to that. And that, you know, I would say that I've lived most of my life kind of guided by my nose. And what that means is that I have always followed where I've whatever I find interesting. Now, that has it's kind of meant that my my I guess resources or the things that I've learned about along the way are really diverse, like quite diverse. Um, they have a similar theme, but they I've let myself lean into whatever felt right in the moment and what was next on my pathway. What I do see, though, is that there's a because of the pure volume of information that is out there, and again, I'm really conscious that I've now become part of that information. Is that we can become get to that point where we are judging ourselves based on this information, where perhaps beating ourselves up because we aren't able to do whatever it is that the person is suggesting that we do. 
and we can put people who are putting this information out into the world up on a pedestal and and imagine that in their worlds everything works to plan, it's all perfect, they don't make mistakes, they don't have challenges. When I know categorically if they are human and walking this earth then they've got all those things. And sometimes they get shared and sometimes they don't. And I certainly think the people who are worth following in their information more consistently, I think that that's what we need to be looking for, those that share all the dimensions of their life because that's the reality. And any time that we start comparing ourselves to this outside image of what reality should be, of what our lives should look like, of how we should do life, I think we're going to end up unstuck at some point because as we've talked about before, if we are all on this unique journey, so is that person and comparing ourselves to that or having that or being that or doing that leaves us at risk of a negative comparison because there's no way, no matter how much you love and absorb someone's information, that you can be or should want to be that person or have their life because that's not a reality. It's never going to be. So I think that what that creates is that sense of self-judgment and it's almost an extension of the kind of self-judgment that you can see when people look at, say, fashion magazines um, or now online. And they see images of um, women dressed in a particular way, wearing particular clothing. And, you know, the imagery always puts you in a state of, oh, that's what that life would look like, right? That's, that's what photographers do is they create the imagery that says this is, if you buy this product or you look this way, you'll have this experience and this life. And for years and finally we're starting to get to the point where we're pushing against that a little bit, not enough yet, but a little bit. We're pushing against that idea that this is this image is the reality and that we're trying to aspire to it. And we come up short most of the time. You know, we know that um, those images are, uh, are doctored, they're changed. That's not actually what the person often looked like and there's been plenty of information about that. But yet we still look at it and have this picture of what it should look like and we then measure it up against our own experience and go, I'm not measuring up. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not whatever enough, right? It's always that I'm coming up short because the imagery isn't real. It's made up. Now, I think that that can translate too sometimes to the information and the resources that we absorb. We can think that we have to get it just right, that that perfection idea is also portrayed in that resource. Um, It might be on how we run our business or how we parent our children or maybe it's on how we manifest, you know, in the world. It doesn't matter what the topic is. But I think it's got, you've got to put that through the filter of how does this apply in my world, right? If you were to look at that and say, okay, what parts of that are true for me, right? Rather than lock, stock and barrel, let's, let's pull it apart a little bit 
and actually spend a few moments going, how does this resource support me in my world? What parts of that is true? You know, I know I'm sitting here knowing absolutely 100% and I hope you're going to do this with this information too. I know that there are going to be things that I say that are not going to resonate with you. They're not going to make sense in your life and I am totally okay with that. What I want to get to is where you're not, you're okay with that too. You're not going to accept everything that I say as gospel. You're going to do your own filter process now, right? You're going to sit there and say, okay, she just talked about, you know, how the magazines impact me. Great example. Now, you might be initially go, oh, yeah, that impacts me. But then you might look at it and go, hmm, actually, I don't consume a lot of that content because that doesn't apply to me. Great. It's still stimulated a thought, but you've run it through your own filters, honouring and respecting yourself. Because at the end of the day, resources are just resources. What you do with them is what's important, right? Think about, you know, that great analogy for me with that is um, the ingredients when you are cooking, So you can, and there's plenty of cooking shows who do this. They give you a box of ingredients and they say, okay, create something from these ingredients and here are the rules and parameters that you have to follow. And it always amazes me just how varying what they can create is. The reason is, is because they take those raw ingredients, which is resources, And then they put them through their own filtration process. Maybe it's what they like to eat. Maybe it's the things they like to create. Maybe it's just the things that they're good at cooking. You know, who knows what those criteria are that they run it through. So that's what you need to do when you absorb these pieces of content. How does this look for me? What does it do for me? How does it make me feel? Does it trigger something in me? You know, I know as these podcasts go on, we're going to get deeper and rawer and more real and it's going to cause some trigger. I hope it does because that's where you get to explore what's next on your agenda, right? What's next for you in your world? Because if I said to you right now, if you were to be your own guru, if you were to be the wisest person in your inner world for you, you know, what would that person say to you, right? Maybe that's a great question to write down. What would the wisest person who has your best interests at heart always, what would they say to you right now? Because if I believe we all have our own inner wisdom. Does that mean we don't get support? No. Does it mean we don't need resources? Absolutely not. We bring those things in, but they are pieces. You bring them in, you measure them against what's going on for you. You keep what you want to keep, discard what you want to get discard. And that includes everything that I say, absolutely everything. I'll know if you still want to keep hearing it because this podcast will live on. But I want you to really put it through that process. And if you were to have this beautiful, wise counsel living inside of you, 
then what would she say? What would that actually sound like? Now, for some people, they've switched off that inner knowing that says they have wise counsel. And that's okay because you may need to create a little space for that wise counsel to show up in your life. Maybe it's just creating a little bit of space every day where you're still and quiet so you could actually hear the voices if they were going to come to you. You could experience them. You know, an exercise I often do in my car, you know, I consume a lot of content and, you know, podcasts um, aren't actually my favourite, but audiobooks are and, you know, music in the car or when I'm walking. And every now and again, whether it's universal divine intervention or not, but every now and again, my phone won't connect to my car. And what that means is that as I'm driving along, um, I am in silence because I refuse to listen to the radio. So I, I, I will just drive along and it's completely quiet other than obviously the traffic noise outside of the car. And it often, it happened the first few times when I got this new car and I kind of was a bit frustrated because I thought, God, you know, all this technology and I still can't get my music up or my audio book up to listen to. And then I realised that there was a gift in this because that those quiet moments, especially when I'm, you know, I'm in my car alone, that was another version of the silence that I needed to hear what I need to hear, to get that inner wisdom that I needed to get. And I now just accept them. They happen randomly. Sometimes I now choose them and say, right, <clears throat> I need a little bit of quiet time. And uh, so I'm just going to, I'm going to disengage a little bit from all the, the noise and I'm going to create this space now and listen to whatever the inner wisdom is without preconception, without pre-notion of what it might be. I don't often sit and say, I wonder what I'm thinking about. I just let the silence kind of en envelop me and just sit in it. So I invite you to try that if you can, if the car is a, is a quiet space, if you've got young children, it probably won't be. But maybe another space where you would normally have noise, maybe see if you can create a little vacuum of silence and, and just practice listening out for that inner guru, that inner wisdom inside of you. I know it's in there. I absolutely know it's in there. So it's just a matter of creating a space where you're going to hear it. And then what you do with it is entirely up to you. Hope today's been of some benefit to you and I can't wait to talk to you again soon.